Welcome back to Therapist Watching Bravo. I'm your co-host, Amanda. And I'm your other host, Madeline. We, if you've never been to our podcast before, we are friends, we are psychotherapists, and we freaking love Bravo. Freaking love it. And VPR started it all for us, so we are here to talk about episode three. I was thinking about this today, like, I I know we love Vanderpump. I'm going to have to be cognizant to integrate other Bravo shows because I get so tunnel visioned during all this, which I think is okay. I think the people love Vanderpump. Yeah, the Vanderpump stands out. If you feel passionately about us covering other material, let us know. But yes, like, we will be doing Summer House. Yeah, we will be doing Summer House. Yeah. I am caught all the way up. Have I told you that? <gasps> no. all, the, all the way. I have so many thoughts. Hell I cannot yeah. wait until this next season. And we're excited gonna be, about that too. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, Vanderpump is just like our bread and our butter. Yeah, we just like love it. There's just so much history there. It's I've just a watched lot. it like six or seven times. It's also like often like kind of ridiculous like so it's just like we just enjoy it yeah it's just a fun show in general it just really is it's like magic it's like magic well how are you madeline on valentine's day i'm i'm doing great we're recording on valentine's day happy v-day um, to, happy to everyone um i'm good my request tonight was to go to Waffle House, um, so oh, that's what we're doing tonight. Oh, i'm really excited that's so sweet <laughs> i'm really excited i love that my i want to go to Waffle House, I want to make a fire outside, oh. and then I want to watch. <laughs> I'm tired. And then I want to watch a rom com. That's yes. in my head. What's the one with Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson, where she wears the yellow dress? Oh, How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Yes, but I'm, I've been craving that one. And so that's that's my night tonight. It's perfect for Valentine's Day. What's your V day looking like? Okay, well we started this morning with a bluey breakfast. That's very. Pure. So please, for the people that don't yeah, I was about know, to say, please Bluey describe. is a cartoon that my son, my one and a half year old son Wilder watches. The children love it, but I do see that the adults love it too. It's not bad for the adults. Uh, yeah, I've heard good things about Bluey. <laughs> so Garner made like a little peanut butter sandwich like in the face of Bluey and it was really cute. Did Wilder get it? Or no. was he? Okay. Wilder, <laughs> Wilder said, this is food. This is great. Great. Thanks. I will eat it accordingly. Yeah. Um, but they're cute. It's like fun because I have like two boys now. So they brought mm. me flowers in a balloon. That's and really cute. Gordon wrote me a card from them and he like hit fakes Wilder's handwriting. <laughs> so it looks bad. That's very pure. <laughs> and it was like your boys. And I was like, oh, they are my boys. That's so cute. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So it was cute, low key, but I love Valentine's Day. Me too. And also our first, our dating anniversary is February 11th. So like oh, we I didn't used know that. to like celebrate like all week long. Oh. Because we are people that celebrate. Yeah. All the things. I know. We, why not? Life is short. Go I hard know. on every holiday. I kind of hate when people are like shit on Valentine's Day. Like I get it if you're like single and it brings up loneliness. Like I'm not talking about you, but right. you're like, I don't need a certain day to show my love or whatever. Yeah, I'm like, shut up. It doesn't mean you don't show love on the other days. It's just fun. And people. it's also like not a personality to just like hate everything. No. Like shut up. You can I, like stuff. I've like always loved Valentine's Day. I have a heart tattoo. So like if that tells you anything about me. <laughs> um... But, like, even when I was, like, single, I would, like, do stuff with my girlfriends. Like, before yeah, Valentine's exactly. was such a big thing, like... Like, just, just hang out... Just, like, hang out with people you love and tell them you love them. Is I that a crime? Is that Everyone? a crime, people? It's not a crime. We love love over here. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I love it, too. Honestly, like, it makes me want to go harder on all the other holidays, too. St. Patty's, President's Day, go. like... Let's go. Let's freaking go. Okay, one more cute little fact. Um, okay. The first time um, we saw Wilder on the ultrasound was Valentine's Day. 
Wow, Isn't it's a really special cute? week. It's very pure. I know. And look at him now. I know. He looks like a little gummy bear. <laughs> oh my god, he's precious. I love him. Yeah, he's so cute. Okay. Baby's a Bravo. Baby, baby's a Bravo. Oh, have... I never gave you the pump teeny book. I'm <gasps> sure I have it in my house. I need to go. I get totally it. forgot about that. When you move, Amanda and Gardner are about to move. Pray for them. Teas and Pray peas. for us, please. Um. Well, well, that'll be part also of the buy our house. Yeah, it'll be great. So great. Great. Okay, we watched Vanderpump last night. Yes, I watched it today. It's fresh on the old cranium. Uh, shit ton to talk about. Shit ton. Lots of mental health was all over this episode and like sobriety. Like there was a lot of stuff on this episode. I love that we're doing this because it's just like everywhere now. The more that we do this, the more that I see it. And I'm just like glad that it sparks these conversations. Yeah, me too. Um, okay. My first note as we dive in is, um, I want to go to emo night. (laughs) Honestly, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Me too. We What was the concert we went to this summer? Yellow Card? Oh, yeah. Yellow yeah. Card. We're emo girls. Um, Mayday Parade. Mayday Parade. Okay, <laughs> that was your favorite. Yeah. I only knew Yellow Card. No, I love Yellow sing Card too. Only <laughs> one. And I like that song. Yeah. And Ocean Avenue. I know. But yeah, I think we belong at emo night. We should I would, go. Yeah. yeah. It was like of our, our youth. Yeah, that's literally the songs of our people I, and i did our youth grow up with angst so <laughs> same girl same <laughs> i really i was talking about this with somebody the other day all of the music i listen to is like i don't like it unless it's like sad and moody what does that say about me i don't know that's like enneagram four energy i know i that's what i said and i was like but i'm so nine it hurts me and i don't go to four no i just any, looked at the poster you yeah don't. i don't know Nines encapsulate all the types I've heard. They so do. maybe that's just like my four part. Is that just like sad emo girl music? I like it. Yeah. I like it too. Yeah. But yeah, emo night looked fun as shit. And Sheena's song landed. I I feel bad, Amanda. What? She kind of makes me cringe. I don't, I think it's I like know. my own stuff. I like, I want her to like succeed. Like live your truth. Be on stage. Mm-hmm. Sing your song. I just, there's something within me that I can't. She really goes hard. Yeah. And I watched the, uh, no, I did watch Watch What Happens Live after, but I also watched the after show. Yeah. And she's like doing an EP, like she's going full you, out. Why And not? like getting back in touch with it. I don't know. I'm like, does she make money off of this? I think she, it's like a creative outlet for her. Yeah. You do she you. She'll also kind of be into herself, so. Yeah. I don't know. She do. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I have weird feelings about Sheena sometimes. I think we talked about this last time. The try-hardness of it all. Mm-hmm. I struggle a struggle but and rather <laughs> i want her to live her life <laughs> i know it's both it and can, i don't it can be both it can be both and i don't want to yuck her yums like that's like no. not like that that is like my new year's thing like mm-hmm. i like that's why i'm reconsidering taylor swift and all of that mm-hmm. like i don't want to just shit on things just shit on things i don't want to shit on people just shit on people there's just something about her that makes me cringe but i also like what you're doing and like noticing the different parts yes of like oh maybe it's something about me not that there's anything wrong with you right, or anybody but else but like huh why am i so cringy to this and like it can be that and it can also just be like go live your best life at the same time yeah like at the same time like she she doesn't care what i think she don't she don't so like it doesn't matter what i think so who cares there's live that. your truth i mean there's always going to be a hater yeah, but I like the way you're looking at it because it just allows, like, I don't know, more flexibility, openness. Yeah, like some nuance instead of, like, I just hate her because she's cringe. Oh, and I feel like women get that all the time, too. Dude, it's that's like a so whole miso- not misogynistic type deal that we will not go down that road today. But No, but, like, that's part of the reason why I'm trying to be open to stuff because I'm like, you know, 
I don't mean to be like shitting on people like just to do it. Yeah. Like we gotta lift each other up. And it was really cute. I watched the after show like James is like lifting her up Aww. and so is like Lala and I just thought that that was really nice that they were very supportive of it because it is pure. it is an interesting Because TBT so like a long time ago whenever she perform- performed uh, Good as Gold and everyone was laughing in the audience like yeah. Stassi and then she later oh. she was like oh, oh it was good. Yeah that was that was tough. Yeah. That was too mean. That was too mean. I don't like that. No, me neither. That takes you back to middle school and high school. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Well, we wish we could go to emo night. (laughs) Um, Okay. The next kind of scene, did you want to talk about Billy Lee? Yes. Okay. The main thing with Billy Lee that I noticed that bothered me was that Billy Lee was like, Raquel, like, abandoned you. I want yeah, to because see... Raquel, Rachel didn't reach out to Tom on his birthday is what they're talking about. But is she not in treatment at this time of filming? She is, but I think she had cut off with him. Yeah. And I, I, it doesn't seem like she explained much about that to him. That's just me reading context clues. Right. She's right to do that. Yeah, no, she totally but does. But it's just like Billy Lee just is not with the program. No, yeah, it feels like... It just felt like Billy Lee was missing the mark when she was describing yeah. what was happening. And like, I get like... I don't want Sandoval to be totally alone. At the same time, I'm like, can we like speak truthfully to him? Like supporting your friend doesn't have to be like twisting a narrative or like yeah. lying or anything like that. I'm like, it's just, you know, she's, she's just taking care of herself. Like yeah. she's in treatment. Like yeah. let her let her live, let her breathe. Yeah. And if you have a question, then be like, are we still together? Are we not? Like ask a direct question. Don't do this whole like she's abandoning you and I thought she would have called me on my birthday. Like, shut up. Like, call her and be like, that hurt my feelings. I know. Like, I have so many, I have so many thoughts about that. But I that agree. just struck a chord with me whenever Billy Lee said that. I was like, all right, like, let's take it down a notch. I, like, so agree. I also thought kind of in that, like, scene too, Schwartz just said something, like, really quick. Like, I think a lot of people might have missed it. But, um, whatever. Sandoval's doing what he does, complaining about the whole situation. Right. Not taking accountability, responsibility, blah, blah, blah. Because that's how I feel about it. Yes. Um, no, it's just, like, same song and dance over and over. Yeah, and I really liked Schwartz. It's like struck this like really cool balance. I don't even know if he meant to, but of saying like he says something to the effect of like it's just going to keep turning out bad for you if you keep acting this way. If you keep being so negative about it, it's just going to keep turning out bad. And I like like that because it's like, yeah, you're not putting this on me or anyone else, and I'm just stating a fact, and that's how it's going to go. Not right. making him take accountability or responsibility. I just thought I was like, that's a good tool to handle difficult people in your life yes like it was direct it was the emotion was kind of taken out of it uh-huh. and in a good way like it wasn't heated and it wasn't like dude like, yeah. bro, like you gotta stop like it was like if, if you keep doing this then this is gonna keep happening and that's it yeah it, up to you yeah up to you you're the choice I is don't yours care. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i thought i thought that was like really cool it's like huh i'm gonna use that more instead of like trying to get someone to like see your point of view or yeah. agree or just like yeah if you keep doing that it sounds like that's gonna keep happening and it Yes, and it's frustrating to watch people, like you named this earlier, like it's hard to watch people just continue to try to save Sandoval, and like, yeah. and like, and if this was real life, if this was not reality TV, like, as therapists, we'd probably be like, hey, maybe you should detach from this person, it seems like they're not changing, uh-huh. and you can't force them to change, because anyone outside of yourself is out of your control. Mm-hmm. But like, they're on the show together. So like, people are trying to like, help him, and yeah. like, do all this stuff. I mean, and some people in his life might have done that anyway, but, you know, it's just, it's hard to watch, because it's like, 
people are trying to move something that's not movable. Like, he's not yes. interested in changing. He's interested in defending himself. Yeah. Like... And so not stop that, wasting your energy. And there and there are parts of me that do empathize with him for real. Like, actually. I No, I, I agree. I mean, you guys know how I feel about Sandoval on this podcast. But, I yes. mean, I do get it that, like, if this was a normal person and cheated in the way that he did, and you went to the Starbucks, yes. the barista would still be nice to you. Exactly. You know, you could just kind of still go about your, like, daily life, doing your errands and stuff, and no one's, like, talking mad shit from like people you don't even know yeah like you're anonymous i do get him being fed up with that like that makes sense i think anyone would be fed up with it yeah i think he's just inundated with the negativity of it all and like he did put himself on a reality show and then he had the gall really Mm -hmm. to do this on national on a national stage yeah you know like he he played himself in a lot of ways yeah um and like i get how this would feel really relentless to him and like how it would feel like like, I get that this is impacting his mental health, and I don't want that for him. Yeah. I mean, he does he exhaust me, and does he not take real accountability, for sure? No. Um, and that is hard, but, you know, there was a part of me this episode, especially, like, not to jump too far ahead, but, like, when they talk, when somebody comes up to him at Sir and was like, what you did was fucked up, bro. And then he was like, I'm sorry, I hurt you, whatever. Which, yeah, Jesse the server. Which, like, how was Jesse impacted? I mean, IDK. probably not really. Yeah, but like, okay. But at least Tom tried to, whatever. But, you know, that did kind of paint the picture of like, I'm sure this is happening. Like, that interaction is probably happening to him all the time, especially at that point in time, like yeah. a few months ago. Yeah. So, I mean, a part of me gets that. Yeah. And even if, like, you do bring stuff upon yourself, like, sure, you should take accountability and responsibility for that, but it's also, like, still allowed to suck. Yes. Like, just because, like, I, like, love being a therapist and I did this to myself. Right. Like, I can still have hard days at work and being, like, it'd be annoying if Gardner just said to me, like, well, you signed up for that. Right, that's true. It's like, I did, but, like... But also, I have... I can, like, complain a little bit. Well, sometimes it'd be hard. Yeah, it it is hard. When you have, like, hard cases or something. Right. So... Yeah, that's true. Just like everyone has hard days. Well said, Amanda. It's not like you can't say anything. Yeah. You know? I think the problem... I don't want to jump too far ahead, but I think the problem people are having, which Sheena named, is, like, he won't take real accountability and express real remorse and that's exhausting to people so if we haven't said it enough on the podcast it's like your only move is to stop yeah go about your life in a different direction yeah separate all that energy elsewhere right that you're trying to get him sorry guys i'm like a little sick (laughs) it's a little hard to talk because my nose is stuffy you're doing great sweetie (laughs) thank you um but put all that energy elsewhere into yourself and other relationships it just is like it is getting Gardner said this as we were watching last night he's like it's getting kind of old to watch which like it is i'm gonna still keep watching but you are like okay Come yeah, on. yeah, like I'm ready to see some movement yeah. after this episode. I'm Me like, too. yeah, not that I'm like done with like, like I still feel the way I feel about Sandoval. I'm just ready to look at something different. Yeah, <laughs> at let's this move point. on with the show. Yes, exactly. Um, um, Sandoval wanting to keep the house, and I wrote sense of entitlement that stuck out. Yeah, it just feels like he's entitled to it, and I don't think he's ever gonna see like how that feels really unfair. Yeah. And a little fucked up after what happened. Yes. And him being like, I put so much work into it. And I don't know the details of their homeownership, but I'm, it's also Ariana's house. And I'm sure yeah, she, she put stuff contributed. into it too. Right. So That was in that whole conversation with Lisa, which a lot of interesting stuff 
came up and let's um, talk about that. Yeah, because she, I mean, she started off with like, "Why are you still living there?" It would be the gentlemanly thing to leave, which I thought was an interesting thing to say. Like that's very Lisa to say that. Um, And it's just like the tone kept like getting more defensive, more defensive. They the voices yelling, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Yeah, I'm suicidal," and like. I Lisa did respond to that well. I think she handled that really well. Yeah, I think she responded how anybody should respond. Yeah. You take it seriously. You show concern. Yep. You say you will be there. You connect them to help, which in case anybody's ever wondering, you could call 988. Yes. National Suicide Hotline, free, 24-7. Yep. They will be there. Also, if you're in Georgia, where we are, there's mm-hmm. Georgia Crisis and Access Line. If yes. you Google it, it'll be right there. Right. But I think she did a really good job of taking that seriously and showing her concern. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I thought that was an appropriate response. And, like, it was cool to see her. I mean, of course, it's sad, but I thought it was kind of profound that she was connecting all the stuff with her brother and that she has, like, this sensitivity to, you know suicidal ideations and like people struggling with that Mm -hmm. um like I thought that that was good that she's using like her pain to help people and like spread awareness and and to be aware of when people are struggling with that and I I like how like directly they talked about it because that is how it should be talked about yeah and you're not like I think there's like a big myth of like if you say suicide or hurting yourself you're planting that idea in someone's head and that's just not true it's Mm, already there it's already there like and it's in the world like they know about it it's like important to talk about that yeah um so i thought they handled that well um but yeah i thought that whole conversation was really interesting yeah and i do feel like tom's experience does have to be kind of lonely <laughs> yeah, yeah it know? does like it, it doesn't make me want to like go run and hug him and nurture him mm-hmm. in any way but there but there i mean that, that's what we keep naming like I, there is a part of me that feels for him and i get how he's at that point because this seems like it's been a really lonely and hard road. Mm-hmm. Like, self-inflicted, yes. Like, we want to see some change. But, you know, I, I see how he got here, and I and I hate that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want that for anybody. Yeah, and I, I, I also think about stuff like, you know, Robin Williams right. died by suicide, and he looked really funny and happy on the outside. Yeah. And so that's, I think, why it's always important to take it serious when someone says that. Yeah, I agree. There was there was one point of that conversation that I'm not gonna lie, I did kind of giggle whenever he was like saying that being a rock star was grueling. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, Tom. Like people are at war. Like, like stop saying that being a rock star is grueling. Like what? I know being a, yeah. Like yeah. what? That that was like the one part of that conversation where I was like, okay, yeah, okay. You, you can kind of see where I don't know his empathy or his feelings lie. Like. Wow, yeah, that's really hard to have people like come to your shows and like and worship you, literally and make fun of other people. <laughs> like, wow, yeah, that's not really gonna get you any sympathy. I was just like, not okay. not a lot of awareness there. Like that's like that's where he exactly where he lost me. I was like, oh no, <laughs> it's grueling. It's grueling, grueling to be a rock star. Um, anything else to say about that conversation? No, I think that's the main points of that, mm-hmm. and yeah, I think Lisa handled it well. Yeah. Um. Also, okay, Katie. Katie and Sheena having their lunch to try and reconnect their friendship. Yes. Which has had so many ups and downs. And, like, I think a mistake 
I see maybe more Katie making, but Sheena may be making it too. It's like thinking the other person is going to change. Yeah. Like we've t- seen time and time again how Sheena is in friendships and want right. everyone to get a- together and maybe we'll be like a little not aware or right. maybe a little speaking to this person and to that person at the same time, like right. whatever. But like, no, you've had over a decade of history with her. Right. And it's like, Katie does this weird thing where she thinks she can kind of try to control Sheena's loyalty. Right. Or control. Like or how t- she moves in relationships outside of like their relationship. And you can't. Not yeah. even in the own relationship. Yeah. It's not a thing you can control. Yep. So I'm just like, you got to let that go. And I think that would make her happier. Because I think that's where some of her anger comes from. Is like expecting a lot of other people to change. Instead yeah. of like accepting what is in front of her. Yeah, I, I get that. And that's kind of what happened with Short. She did eventually like kind of let go. They got divorced. Right. But. They're still in each other's circle. I was like, stop expecting. Again, the show probably. But yeah. Yeah, but stop expecting people to like fall in line and like do what you expect them yeah. to do like people are like we know Sheena at this point like we know what she's gonna do yeah like to an extent you know it's like of course she's gonna do that yeah that's that's my only thought there but you know there is a part of me that does see what Katie's going for in a way because like mm-hmm. like I know in my relationships at least I'm the kind of friend this is what I do and for better or for worse like if someone hates somebody or is at war like if you had a boss that was a bitch to you and like talk down to you whatever I would be like okay like they're dead to me like done totally yeah like it would be like cut off blocked well yes that makes <laughs> sense yes do you need to cough I feel like you're about to no, cough no I went away a little bit I'm sorry people <laughs> no Amanda is fight. so like she's the strongest soldier right now she has so much going on. The pod is the most important. <laughs> I will push through. <laughs> the voice is breaking, but we're not going to stop. <laughs> I have tears in my eyes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I see your point. And, like, that is true. But, like, even, like, back in, like, Stassi's day and stuff like that, they had a weird, like, controlling what yes. other people do, like, so much. Right. But, like, I get it. Like, yeah, you, like, yeah. ride or die for your people. Yeah. For sure. And, and I do appreciate, like, if somebody has burned me and my friend's like, oh, we hate her. I'm like, yeah, we hate her. And it's not it's not healthy necessarily. <laughs> but, like, I do appreciate the loyalty at times. So I think that's what Katie's going for. And yet, like. And Sheena has crossed that line so bad. Like, trying yeah, exactly. to get Rachel and Schwartz together. Like, oh, my God. Messed up. Messed like, up. even if Katie okayed it, and I'm saying that in quotation marks, because, like, she didn't. Like, she Mm-mm. never really meant that, even if she said it. And, no. like, Sheena should have known that. 100%. So. So, yeah. They got some work to do. They do. But I, I don't know. I hope it turns out better. Me too. And it's something that stuck out. The thing that stuck out to me in that conversation between Sheena and Katie was they kind of landed on this note of like, yeah, we're not keeping people in our lives that don't add value. I think that's something Sheena said. Yeah. And they were both like in agreement about that. I thought that was a really interesting conversation because mm-hmm. I think some people could read that as like, oh, that's mean. Like, what do you say? Like, everyone adds value. Like, whatever. Like, I kind of get what they're saying. It's Uh like, I'm not going to, like, people please. I'm not going to, like, fit people. I'm not going to force people to fit in my life that Mm -hmm. just don't fit. What are you, how are you feeling about that conversation? No, I, like, really agree. I think, especially, like, as you get older, 
and you're everyone's like like into your 20s and in your 30s yeah your lives start to take different trajectories i think it makes sense to be mindful about who's in your inner circle and it's not about wishing like ill will to someone else not at all but like yeah i want to spend my time with people that like we are really getting each other and there for each other yeah that doesn't mean bad things towards people who aren't in the inner circle totally i totally agree with that and i also think they're also speaking to like a reciprocal nature of like a friendship mm-hmm. you have hard times i help and like vice versa right like that we're there for each other and forth. we're loyal to each other like we're always going to be there yeah I, I really that conversation clicked with me mm-hmm. and like i i feel like as we grow older your circle gets smaller because you have more going on in your career like you have more going on with your family and your partner like when you have kids yeah like that was like one thing that I think I'm like still really working on is like your time shrinks right like never before so like you really do just want to be with people that you feel really good around yeah it's like why waste your time with somebody that doesn't it doesn't feel like a natural organic connection Mm -hmm. if it feels like forced like I, I get being like I genuinely just don't have time for that. Mm -hmm. You know, like you want things to be like life-giving and uplifting and like trying to make something fit doesn't make you feel like that. Who's to say in five years something couldn't change? Totally. You know, where there's like a nook of your life where they fit back in. And I think that's why it's important to like, I don't know, talk and be nice. Yeah. Don't burn the bridge. Don't burn the bridge. Stuff ebbs and flows. I mean, every now and then you have to set a boundary and... Totally. Yeah, whatever. Sometimes people need to go from your social circle. But, you know, some things are just like the time of your, like, the season of life you're in. But, yeah. And I think more what I meant to is, like, I'm not going to speak to some of my friends. You don't get it because you don't have kids. Right. Yeah, you would never do that. That's savage. No, it is savage. And, like, I think this is a good reminder, too, because I think it's easy to get your feelings hurt if you are the one that's like left out or the Mm -hmm. one that's not in this smaller circle which I understand Mm -hmm. and like it's not personal most of the time like most of the time it's just like I'm with the people who are literally closest in proximity to me Mm -hmm. and are in the same life phase so it's adult friendships are complicated in that way they really are and that stuff just becomes more salient I think yes as people's lives take trajectories right things just change but you know but yeah. they do come back around. I mean, as your kids get older or, like, things change in your job, whatever. Yeah, like, I remember um, someone who I work with was saying, oh, you know, it's kind of funny. Like, we're reconnecting with some of our college friends. Oh. Now that, like, because they didn't have kids and now our kids are grown and out of the house. So, yeah. like, we're kind of, I mean, it's a long time. But no. they're like, oh, we have, like, the time now. No, and that's like, exactly how my husband's parents are. Like, mm-hmm. they're so, still so tight with their college friends, which mm-hmm. I, like, love that. But I think... You know, it's and if I don't know, like some of them raised their kids together, some of them didn't, and but it's like cool. They're all kind of like stronger than ever now. It's mm-hmm. like cute. It's it is cute, and you know, it's just the time and season of their life. I love that. Um, okay, I also liked a lot of the talk about like the sober curious that is happening in the world. That is so in the zeitgeist right now. Like I that know. is everywhere. It's, I don't know. Who is studying who started it? Or who it? is saying it? Yeah. But it's like, I just keep hearing from the places. I can't even pinpoint where. I'm I know. I don't from. know who originated this shit, but it, it's everywhere. But if people like, they don't stay out as late as night, like yeah. bars are having to, a lot of people are not drinking. So they're having to do like more of a mocktail. I've menu. heard that Gen Z is like this too. Like they don't like to drink as much as yeah. the millennials, which I'm like, and that, like, I don't know what led to that, but that's really interesting. It is really interesting. And 
I'm very excited for it, personally. I know. As a parent to a young child, <laughs> I cannot stay out no. past 5 p.m. <laughs> You're like, I can't handle it. i got to come home. It's t- <laughs> You know, because, like, I can't even, like, I want to do all my stuff so that when Wilder goes down to bed, like, I can go down. Like, right. I can't. I gotta put me I down. I can't be doing stuff after. That's crazy. I should <laughs> like, That's too seven. much. It's too much. I did think it was interesting how Lala responded to that. The way I experienced that. I agree. I agree. Like, because in her talking head, she was like, I don't know what this is, but like, I, that is not how I see it. And I thought that she took a very AA approach. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's Alcoholics Anonymous. And in AA, it's very black and white. It's like, you don't do any substance. Like if you're an if you're an addict, you're an addict. Like you. And it's also historically because like it has ruined your life. Exactly. Not for lesser reasons. Totally. Not totally. because oh my life could be kind of better without it. Yeah. Or maybe me and my significant other fight when we drink. Right. And so it is interesting. Yes, it's like AA has more of a black and white stance, which I think has protected a lot of people because it's like, if I open the door, then I don't know how to close it. And that seemed true for Lala. Like when she was sharing about the moment where she got sober, which I thought she did such a beautiful job of doing that, of like face chugging a bottle for four days at Disney. Like, whoa, that's a scary moment. That's all. Yeah, that's a lot. And I don't, and like she was talking about like, yeah, I hear like the sober curious thing and the California sober. And I think this is a really good like picture of what's happening in like the sobriety and recovery community right now it's and which, yeah it's changing a lot and I think like people who I've talked about this a few times but the people who are like with the AA community I think mm-hmm. have a really hard time like culturally and idealistically like wrapping their head around uh-huh. like a harm reduction model where you like might not drink anymore but like you smoke and you don't ruin your life that way and it's fine uh-huh. like you know so it's it's interesting how that because like some people hate AA and in AA it's like well you can't do it any other way so it's it's really interesting and whereas I'm like do what fits you uh-huh. Like, that's that's kind of my thing. I'm like, if you do I AA, agree. that's great. If you do harm reduction, that's great. If you're not If you have no if you issue yeah. with it, but you're like, this, I, my life is just better without being a little hungover yeah. or something. Be sober curious. Do your thing. Like, yeah. what, whatever. So it's just, I, I think it's a really interesting discussion that's happening right now. And Lala, like, and really I, was highlighting that for me. I like that we're being able to have more conversations about me it. Too. Because it opens the door. Because I think a lot of times, like... In therapy, when I've worked with people, like, people's picture is, like, well, I wasn't, like, unemployed. Right. Or it wasn't, like, I just drank after five. Right. Or only on the weekends or something like that. And, again, there's, like, nothing wrong with that. But it's, like, evaluating its impact on your life. Right. And on your relationships and on you. Yeah. Or, like, I kind of have, like, a rule in my head of, like, I don't um, drink. Obviously, I don't drink before work. But, like, I don't... <laughs> I don't do that. I would be I would the worst therapist if I did that. I would like... But I don't like to drink during the week at all because I'm like, I don't want any yeah. like feelings of fuzziness right. or anything. I want to feel really clear you and really feel sharp. On your game. I want to feel on my game. So right. like when I got stuff I got to do, I'm just like, no, I'm just like not going to... Right. I'm not going to do it. Right. And I feel like for myself, I'm like, I don't really drink alone and mm-hmm. I'll drink like a glass of wine on a Thursday if mm-hmm. we go to dinner. But like, I'm not like... You know, so everybody has their own limit, their own rules for mm-hmm. themselves and I think that's the most important thing but I thought that was interesting and also I think lo- like they were just shitting on Schwartz just to shit on Schwartz because he was like oh I'm so over curious and they were like shut up Schwartz yeah. like basically so I was like all right everybody put your pitchforks down but, I feel I'm too protective of Schwartz well, but I also feel like a little bad for Schwartz because like his brother is going through yeah 
rehab I love and alcoholism. That he about that. So I do think it comes from like a genuine place in his totally. heart. And I also think, um, excuse me, I don't know. It's like really normalized, like drinking really heavily. Yeah. And I, I think just everyone, again, of what we've said is like reevaluating that of like, maybe you're not like on an addiction level, but what... Like, what's healthy, what's unhealthy, like, and that sort of thing. why are you drinking so heavily? Right, yeah. You know? Like, what's the function of it yeah. in your life? Like, what's the purpose? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's a good question to ask of, like, most things. Like, why am I doing this? What's the function of it? Is it helping me? Is mm-hmm. it hurting me? Am I running from something? Like, you know, that mm-hmm. sort of questioning. It's usually kind of healthy. You don't have to do it every second of your life, but interesting exercise for sure. Let's be curious. Be curious. Uh- Hmm. Do you have yeah. anything else? Well, I did write down Schwartz's brother. I'm glad he, that he like brought that up, and I thought uh-huh. that I felt for him in that moment. Um, I did um, write down Schwartz trying to bring everyone together. Um, feels like it's for the show, but also like also feels toxic in Enneagram Nine, which I know I'm like so keyed into that because that's like my Enneagram number. <laughs> so I'm like, he's doing the thing, but like it's weird. I could almost you could see like his discomfort in doing it. Like he, it was like it didn't feel like he wanted to do it, but he knew he had to for probably for the plot of the show. I think so too because I was like, this is so weird. And yeah, I think it's like a so... weird thing of like how everyone's talked about like keeping Lisa on the show. Like it's a weird way to keep her looped in. Yes, and I was like, no. I don't know. Shorts be making questionable decisions sometimes, but I like I just know. don't see him going to Ariana and being like, like really meaning. Oh, I thought it was fine yeah. for you guys to. I I don't think he'd want to like absolutely be not. around it at all. No, not no. Absolutely so, not. I just thought that was kind of funny and no. like kind of awkward. Um, but in him try like talking to James about that for whatever reason, like really was highlighting that for me. I was like, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I think, oh, and the, my last point that I had written down was, um, there's a part of me that gets this, hmm, I, it's like, I, I don't want to say the wrong thing about Sandoval because it's like, I know we all have our pitchforks in hand uh-huh. and there's a part of me that respects Schwartz for trying, I think he's trying to be a loyal friend, um, and I, I don't... mean, I, I think some of you can relate to, like, if someone really close to you did something, like, extremely shitty, you wouldn't just stop yeah. being friends with them all together. Like, yeah. that is really normal. Yeah, and Schwartz has made some questionable decisions with, like, basically, you know, co-signing all of this bullshit when Sandoval was, like, doing all this stuff with Rachel and whatever. But, like, there is a part of me that's like, okay, I see, I kind of feel like I'm, I saw him this episode in the sense of like, in his mind, I think he's like, oh, I'm just trying to be a loyal friend and like, I don't need to leave my friend in the lurch because uh-huh. he's, this is probably the lowest point in his life. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, there's a part of me that respects Schwartz for that and I know I'm like such a stand for him and I am blind to his no, but BS sometimes. I think sometimes. You're, you're speaking to something of like, he got mad, they had some space or whatever, but like you don't just like ditch people you've been friends with for so long. Right. And like they really have like a love there. They really do. Whatever we think about it. Yeah, it's like there. it's there. Yeah, and like, And yeah. I also think, I don't know, this like is just anecdotal, but I think there's something to like men's friendships like relying so not relying so much on history but like man wait like, I'm so glad you said that like Gardner's high school friend group they still go strong and then like I'll ask what's going on with so and so I don't know I don't know did you talk about sports for like 50 hours no, like, literally, yes. yes but like I think that is just like how I'm not like simplify I don't mean no. to simplify or overgeneralize but right I think it like plays a big factor and they did 
like go through a lot of stuff together. Right. A lot of experiences that no one else would get. Yeah, that's true. Growing but, up on VPR. Yeah. I mean, their story is like a little magical, like meeting on Craigslist. Yeah, they, that they is kind of crazy. So yeah, no, we love that. Yeah. Austin met his first Atlanta roommate through Facebook. And Austin was in his wedding last year. They're like besties. Beautiful. I know, beautiful relationships. Beautiful. It, it can happen to you. Um, but I did, I'm so glad you said that because there was a part of me that thought that like during the episode, I was like, this is so guy. Like this is like, to, <laughs> it, like and this is overgeneralizing here. But like, the, I feel like that's such a guy trope to be like, oh yeah, he's a douchebag, but like, we're still like, he's still like my bro. Like, I'm like, yeah. dude, like, you don't have to be friends with a douchebag. But you know, I know that's like oversimplified, oversimplified for Schwartz's situation. But, but, <laughs> I think that in sometimes there's a page to be taken out of that book. Yeah. Of you do your thing. I may not agree with it. Right. But we could still be friends. Yeah, I'm not the judge and jury on your life. Yeah, and also I, I've been trying to adapt this in my own life of like, uh, who am I, first of all? <laughs> like, to be like, yeah, I don't know that the way to handle your life. It's yeah. not my life. Yeah, I'm not the expert. Yeah, yeah you I'm, are. Yeah. I, might, I might not in my own righteous way, not agree with what you're doing. Totally. Again, who am I to like right. pass judgment on that? I'm catching myself, people. I'm working on it. <laughs> um, it's but hard. yeah, like... Yeah, but you know, at the same time, um, there's another part of me that's like, who you surround yourself with is going, that's what your life is going to true. be 100% like. True, 100% And so like, if your values don't fully align, like on the big stuff, mm-hmm. like then that's a, that's a different thing. But you know, if there's things here and there... I, I feel like the guys that I know, at least, like, some of them have friends, like, from forever ago. And it's like, uh-huh. we're just friends forever. And, like, even if they suck to be, to be like, a bitch about that, that's mm-hmm. kind of a mean way to put that. But even if they suck, I, I have guy friends who are like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, it's fine. <laughs> so it's just, like, funny. Um, but, yeah, I just thought that was an interesting thing. I was thinking about that this episode, too. Yeah, I do think everyone harps too much on that they shouldn't be friends anymore. Yeah, it's, it's like, just it's just not like, that simple. If it was no. that simple, he wouldn't. Yeah, like, and he doesn't want to. Again, yeah. like, everyone is, like, on Sandoval to, like, take accountability. Everyone's, like, on shorts to, like, not be friends with them. Let him do what he's going to do. Yeah, let Stop him Stop putting your energy into that stuff. Whatever. Let it go. Let go and let God, people. Let like, go and let God. <laughs> like, let it go. You can only control what you can control. Yes, people. Yes, people. That's that's all I got. That's all we got. That's all we got. We love you guys. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy V-Day. We'll be back at you next week with episode four. Absolutely. And have a good day. Oh, wait. Follow us on Instagram. <laughs> at Therapist Watching Bravo. DM us with your thoughts, feelings, and observations. Please. Yeah. We want to know what else do you want us to cover. Th- thoughts about VPR. And yeah. That's yeah. really all now. And and Portia is coming back. I know this sentence means nothing to you because you haven't watched Atlanta, which you need to watch Atlanta. Okay, okay, okay. But Portia's coming back to Atlanta, so. Hell yeah. God is good all the time. <laughs> I'm a- so, I'm, amen. Amen. Okay, <laughs> bye. bye. <laughs>